0: Hi, everybody. This is Tony Kahn, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. For 30 years, our friend Mark Rashow taught in a high school in Brooklyn, not far from where he'd grown up, doing what he could to make those four years of high school something his students could look back on with pride, or at least look back on because they survived it. And not long ago, he told us four stories of kids that he knew in a morning story we called Making It Out Alive. For today's podcast, we've decided to do something a little new and hopefully interesting. We took Mark's original story, making it out alive, and we sent it to our friends at Vidlet. They make these wonderful flash animations there at Vidlit.com and asked them what they would like to do with Mark's story if they could turn it into something you could also see. They also took Mark's original soundtrack and they spiced it up with the music and the energies and the rhythms that I think high school kids would probably recognize today. A new version of Making It Out Alive, which has a whole new soundtrack. And for those who can see this as an animation, a whole new set of images of what it's like to get through high school in one piece. Today's Morning Story Making It Out Alive, Revisited.
1: Iggy Paris loves to skateboard. He can do 360s, one-foot ollies, and backslide lip glides. But something strange started to happen when he fell. He got lots of black and blue marks that did not go away. He showed them to his mom, who got concerned, and took him to a doctor. They told him that he had something called leukemia. Iggy had treatment for three months. At first, he just felt weak and nauseous, and then all his hair fell out. But slowly, Iggy got better and his strength returned. He was nervous about going back to school without hair. He thought the kids would laugh at him. So his mom got him a wool cap that Iggy would pull down over his ears. On his first day back at school, the principal walked him back to his class. Iggy took one last big breath before pushing the classroom door open. He could hardly believe what he saw. Every boy in the class and two of the girls had shaved off all their hair, even Mr. Peterson. Iggy smiled the biggest smile of his life, and then with a big bow and a sweep of his arm, he took off his cap. Jason Swan looks pretty ordinary. His nose is of average size, he wears baggy jeans, and his cap always sits backwards on his head. His family just moved from California and rented the big Noonan house up on the hill. His father enrolled him in the Carver Middle School, and at the end of his second day, Jason headed for the pool. He asked the coach if he could try out. The team captain showed him where to change. Jason took off his shirt, folded his pants carefully on the bench, and then took off his leg. The coach pretended not to notice. The rest of the team did nothing but notice. By the time Jason made his way to the starting blocks, there wasn't a swimmer left in the pool. Jason steadied himself on the block, the whistle blew, and he was off. Jason was fast, very fast. Jason and the team worked hard together, and the friendships came easily. He helped other kids with their strokes, and they helped him develop a unique racing dive. By February, a strange thing happened. The team forgot about his leg. The other teams took a little longer. (laughs) Cece Bimbalini is fat and ugly, and she's my best friend. She knows the best games, the scariest stories. She knows how to whistle, how to keep secrets, how to do real magic, and how to give a hug. I love Cece Bimbellini. I used to be afraid that people would hurt her feelings and make fun of her size. But then one day we were walking down the street and a stranger approached. He asked Cece how she got like that. Cece looked at herself up and down and then at him. Just lucky, I guess, she replied. I love CeCe Bimbolini. Melvin Moop, to the
0: student office.
1: Melvin Moop knows he's doing something wrong, but he doesn't know what it is. Kids keep bumping into him in the halls and knocking his books to the ground. In classrooms, they think it's fun to bounce chalk, gum, and wads paper off the back of his head. And in the bathroom, he finds his name scribbled on the walls with nasty comments written underneath. He doesn't understand it, and he can't make it stop. He thinks it might be because his body is soft, or the pimples he has on his face. Or maybe it's because he has trouble running or catching a ball. But whatever it is, Melvin can't seem to make a friend. They won't sit next to him. They won't talk to him. There seems to be a language of friendship he doesn't speak, rules he doesn't understand. His parents have tried to help him. They signed him up for a karate class to toughen him up. But after the third lesson, they let him quit, after they found him crying in the locker room. So for the thousandth time, Melvin walks home alone. Maybe tomorrow will be different, and he'll make a friend. Or maybe tomorrow, he'll start to think about how to get even.
0: Well, that was today's morning story from Mark Rashaw, Making It Out Alive Revisited. And uh, Gary Mott, we're still doing Morning Stories as, as audio, and that's primarily what we're about. But well, here we had an opportunity to also turn it into a, something that people could see. I think they did a wonderful job. Most listeners, of course, are having pictures in their own head, which is one of the great powers of, of radio and podcasting in general. My wife is a high school
2: teacher. Uh-huh. I went to see her at school, and I walked down the hallways with the the lockers and the echo of people in classrooms and my chest got kind of tight (laughs) (laughs) I just thought back to a time of angst and Uh, fear and all-consuming caring about
0: what other people thought a very difficult time I was lucky in high school I had some teachers maybe not unlike Mark Rashow, who gave me some experience of what it was I could do I was good enough at math but not great at math. And yet, every time I worked really hard at a problem, I didn't think I could solve. And I suddenly solved it. I had one of these moments of, oh, I get it. It's so much simpler than I thought. And I owe that to my high school math teacher. And she gave me the first experience of what it's like to have an aha moment. Was there a Mark Rashao for you in the midst of all of this? Was there a Sissy Bimbolini or an, or an Iggy, somebody who gave you a, a, a chance to feel... Okay, like you in the midst of all this angst, you still belonged or that inspired you.
2: Yeah, I can't recall a Mark Grashow type in my high school experience, but my brother was very touched by one of his high school art teachers who was very influential in his success. What happened? I think merely by staying in touch with my brother after graduation mm-hmm. as he went on to college. Calling him up, asking how he's doing, telling him about the latest art exhibit at the the institute. Yeah, I think really encouraged him in his career
0: path, and he's been very successful. Boy, I'll tell you, if if Miss Monahan, the math teacher, if she'd shown up in my life any time, including today, what she would say to me would have such enormous weight. Still, that's why people
2: go into teaching. You know, for those. Those moments, those connections,
0: it's a noble profession. The hardest and the most rewarding, and, and there's no way to know that unless you are one. As always, we also want to take a, just a second to be grateful to our, our sponsor for this podcast, Ipswich, a leader in file transfer software. You can get them at their website, ipswich.com, I P S W I T C H. We also want to thank all of you who have been writing reviews for us at iTunes. They, they keep on coming in, and uh, not only are they an inspiration to us, but I hope they're going to get the word out to other people that Morning Stories is a is a good place to, to hang out, to get, to get to know yourself a little bit better maybe. Well, we'll see you next Friday.